0: The most luxurious possession, the richest treasure anybody has is his personal dignity. Jackie Robinson. There are those brands that still exist but are only a sliver of their former glory. Do they still create a superior product that does justice to their past? Or have their names been bastardized to sell a brand to the masses? Can a brand redeem themselves after their brand has been destroyed? Nostalgia isn't just a millennial selling tool. We have deep-seated loves for the brands of our first race bike, or the bike we rode through a great adventure, that sit fondly in the stories we tell. My personal nostalgic glory whip was a K2 Razorback team. It took me to a lot of victories and a lot of good memories of racing. Now when I look up K2, the site is full of dead pages. And a new Razorback was resurrected in 2015, but nothing else. Pinarello is a brand that has kept its composure among the huge changes in the industry. A high-end, road-focused brand that is so focused on the elite, it was bought by the investment firm that owns Louis Vuitton. Specialized hit the broad spectrum of bicycles, but created S-Works, a badge to stay true to their racing roots. Schwinn disappeared into the department store chaos, and Mongoose is on its journey to rise from the ashen of its 15-year stint at Walmart. Then there are those brands that disappeared, but are still around. If you slowly fade into the background, but don't quite disappear, is that better than being gone? Or having a large amount of profit being made from your history? I don't know. This state of limbo is a terrifying prospect. Kuahara. It's a brand that is sitting in the purgatory of relevance. Once the pinnacle of BMX racing, now reduced to a few throwback bikes and a line of mini velo commuters. Right now, if you go to their site, you see a decent line of fully built bikes, a few mountain frames, and some parts. The problem is, if you go to the distributor's site in the U.S., all they have is a sold-out old-school throwback build. The top of Kuahara's reign was definitely in E.T., the silhouette of little Elliot in front of the moon. His brothers and friends always tearing around the neighborhood on a heap of Kuahara KZ03s. Probably the most iconic place for a bike to be, ever. E.T. was made in 1982, the time Kuahara was at its racing peak. Coming to the U.S. in 1979, they sponsored a large factory team out of the gate. In 1982, the same year that E.T. came out, they picked up a young, powerful amateur by the name of Gary Ellis, who became one of the most iconic racers in BMX history. Those years also picked a young Dave Kulinin, who would later go on to win the Downhill World Championship. Even in a more modern stint, they helped a young Justin Posey. Most of the pro relations didn't end very well. And the rest always ended in financial failure. The end of Quahara's golden days came at the hands of a booming economy, not a busting one. Their in-house production was put under pressure by Japan's thriving auto industry which turned up the demand in steel, increased the cost in real estate, and all their Japanese production was forced to go to Taiwan. This didn't destroy the company, but as I researched, the company felt more like a husk after that. They still produced race bikes at an affordable price, but their glory days were over. In 1991, however, I found the pinnacle of their bike development. A competitive race bike with fantastic tech for the time it was made. The Carbo Titan. Lots of carbon with bits of titanium and aluminum. This bike is probably one of the prettiest bikes I've ever seen. Especially the carbon fiber integrated bar stem combo. A remembrance that carbon fiber isn't something new that appeared in 2010 and drove our bike prices up for the foreseeable future. It just needed time to evolve and take a level with the racing and riding that we reached. Guwahara is an anomaly to me. A company that isn't sure what they want to do. A strong heritage as one of the oldest bike companies in the world, and arguably the oldest one with its original owner. They have developed some of the best cyclists in the world, especially in their time busting into BMX. But a lot of them left on not-so-great terms. So unlike some brands, was Kuahara able to hold their heads high to retain their dignity? Are they in a state of being that if they come back with a new race line of bikes in any discipline, the masses would give them a shot again against the big guns of the bike industry today?